Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. Wow, we're still going after all this time and it's exciting! I know I say that every episode, but here we are. Uh, as true. you know, I am Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey! And on my side, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that's got you dancing all night long. All night. All night. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. Yes! My cousin, my yep. best friend, the one and only Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode. We got something for you. <laughs> but, Man Earth Nick is the man. You know, we got a couple stuff to do. What do we got to do, Barry? What do we have to do? We got to give it back. We got to shout it out and give it back, right? So, first and foremost, we got to shout it out. As I said, if you want to find where I'm going to be uh, doing a comedy live or anything with this show, you follow my website, barry3d.com. It's very simple as that. If you want to catch the guys that I roll with, that's a touch of gray matter, which is myself, Dave Sokolowski, Saul Fowley. Yeah. Can't go wrong. There we go. If you're new to comics or in comics, want to restart your comic book collection, here's a couple of places you can go because they support the show. So for our friends out in Kitchener, please go out to Wild Comics with uh, Wes and the guys and tell them we said hi. For those out in Cambridge, go to A Hero's Tale and tell Andrew and the rest of the guys we said hi. And for those out in Montreal, please go and check out Check Swings on the South Shore and tell Trevor and the rest of the guys we said hi. Manners make it the man. All right. <laughs> On top of that, we are part of the Subculture Podcast Network. So yep. our, it is our show with five other shows. We've got some stuff and you know coming up, and we're going to be doing a lot of clubs with them in the near future. Yep. Never go wrong with them. Uh, you know, so there, there, there is the brass tacks of what we got going on. Sure. Um, let's see here, Rod. Where can we find you? Well, you can find me as I say on the World Wide Web. You can find me on the world of Instagram and Mister. Rod C, that M R R O D C. You'll find me in the world of Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. And if you want to find me on the world of TikTok, TikTok, you can find me on DJ Rod C1. That's DJ Rod C1. There you go. Oh, yeah. Excellent. 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 On top of that, we also, have, if you want to do a podcast, then you can use mm -hmm. what we use, and that is podbean.com. So you can go to iconist.podbean.com to find all our episodes, uh, this one and every other one we put up there. And yep. That's the, the app to use, and uh, trust me, you can't go wrong. But you get the price and building a library for your followers, and that puts it on all streaming platforms so people can either hear or watch it. And don't forget, we've got our YouTube channel that you're probably seeing this on right now. So that's, a, you know, it's YouTube backslash at Iconist Podcast. You'll see all the videos, backlog of videos, shorts, boy unboxings that we've done and, and more to come because I've seen wave, you know, the new wave of McFarland toys. McFarland toys are coming and I'm looking to get my hands <laughs> on the Brainiac and Blue Beetle uh, combo sets. Those older nice. ones are really looking to get, yeah, the ships. And so hopefully if I get those, I'll do another unboxing. Uh, hopefully in the very near future. I like doing those. Okay. Right. And if you want to do what we're doing and you need a graphic artist or for anything, for any of your business needs or fun, and you need a graphic artist, there's only one man and one man alone you should have. And that man is the one and only Jay Bird Digital Art. Art. 
Mr. Jason Reese, Jaybird Digital Arts. You reach out to him. You tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount on all the work. Right? So let's try it again. He will give you a discount on all the work that you need. All right. Hit our man Jay up, and he will hook you up. All right. All right. On that note, it brings us down to another episode for Black History Month. That is our theme. This is who we are, and we want to put that together in a positive light. I hope you like the past ones we've done so far. Here we go. And I'm the Iconist Podcast. The icon is Prodigy. Prodigy. That's prodigy. right. Oh, prodigy. yes. Now, when we say Prodigy, Woo! I'm not talking about that, 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 you know, kind of alternative rock group Prodigy. Smack about, okay, you know, Firestarter. Okay, yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're not talking about them. Their music oh, rock. Nice. Right? Nice cut. <laughs> nice cut. Oh, okay, no, that's Ross. Okay, yeah. Prodigy Smith my okay, yeah. So there we go. It's just I, I hey, you know we're down with music. I'm a dancer, he's a DJ. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. So Prodigy is more of a more recent product, and it was Prodigy is a hero. He he's let's just go with it. So Prodigy was created back in uh, December of 2018 is when he made his first appearance under the Image Comics. Ran for six issues, miniseries. So what Prodigy has is he has first run a six issue miniseries, second run is a mm-hmm. five issue miniseries, and then he shows up again this character in the the Big Game, right? Which is another five issue miniseries. This mm-hmm. character was created by the, the the marvelous Madman, Mark Miller. If you don't, if the name sounds familiar to some of you, okay, fine. Let's go through a little bit of Mark Miller's uh, works here that you've either read or watched. If you've okay. watched, let's put it this way. Here, here we go deep. If you watch Kick Ass, that was Mark Miller. If yep. you watched Wanted, that was Mark Miller. Yep. Now, hopefully, you read the book Wanted because the book is different. If you look at the cover of the book, he actually drew or had his artist, you know, reference and made the character look like Eminem the rapper instead of uh, James McAvoy who played him, right? Awesome. But still, there we go. Okay, so we got Kick-Ass. We got Wanted. Uh, we got Super Crooks was on Netflix. We've got uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which was on Netflix live action. We've yep. got, and there's also books about all these properties, right? Uh, who who am I missing? Oh, um, The Magic Order. That's another one. Um, uh, oh, oh, Le- Nick Fury. Now, before you say Barry, no, no, Nick Fury was Marvel Comics. When Marvel turned around and made its offshoot line called the Ultimate, the Ultimates. So they had the you know Ultimate Spider-Man, the yep. Ultimates, which was the, the Avengers, yep. the Ultimate Comic. Exactly. That first run, they drew Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson. Henceforth, Sam's people turned around and said, "Hey, did you realize that Marvel's putting you in a comic book? Did they ask you permission?" He was like, "Nope." And their logic was better to ask. You know, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> So that's when Sam's people contacted Marvel, and then Marvel turned around and said, hey, we understand you want to be compensated for it. You understand we be a little bit miffed on it. Can we make a deal? Sam said, what's the deal? He said, hey, we're working on this project. If it works out, this could be huge for your pocketbook. Sure enough, that's how Samuel L. Jackson became Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's why he showed up in Iron Man, and it's still there today. Yep. He starred in all those movies. So he owes Think a you're the only thank one. you. Yep, yep, yep. Samuel so, so Mark turn around and say the, the iconic words. You think you're only one Tony Stark? Oh my gosh. And welcome. Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. It's right. wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. wonderful. He, he's done other books called the Chrononauts. He's done Hulk, mm-hmm. which is another character he's done. 
you know, uh, superior, I think it is, uh, that he's done. It, it goes nemesis. on. Yep. We did nemesis. Nemesis, <laughs> yes, which we've we covered on the yeah. show. Right. Yep. With Dave Sokolowski. Okay. So, you know, uh, another one I really enjoyed was RPM. Yep. The list goes on. So if you look up Mark Miller, you can find him. You'll find Miller World. Wait, and now once again, it's not Miller World where everyone's going drinking and it's like Disneyland. No, no, no. Miller World is all the books that he's put together. Exciting. Exciting. And and this is amazing. And he turned around and the big game is his first ever crossover Mm. event. And he took characters from each of his series and they all literally, it was like Crisis of Infinite Earth. It was all his characters, heroes and villains showed up in this five issue series. You know, Hit Girl, who was part of Kick Ass, and, and went on whatever it is mission to save the Earth. Wow, many years coming, many more mm-hmm. to go. Look, he's done American Jesus, so I know I'm forgetting a lot of projects. So, Prodigy was a part of the big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. So as I said, Director came to light in December of 2018 under the Image Comic brand, and. and Wow, that's all I got to say. So it was written by Mark Miller. Uh, the artist was Raphael Albuquerque for Volume One. Uh, Matt Buffen- Matt Fen- Buffenji, forgive my pronunciation. Buffen- Buff- yeah, Buffaggy. Buffaggy, thank you very much for Buffaggy, Volume yep. Two. And uh, Pepe Lazarus, you know, for the big game. Loved all the art. It's great. The thing is, Mark is very proud, and rightfully so. That he's even said that anyone that works with me makes money. So if you work with him, you making money. You getting like some really good money to be artist inkers, stuff like that. He's building this up as his own. Well, he's not is he has built this up as his own company, even though he's distributing under Image, you know, or and doing independently. He's got also a deal with Netflix for all these properties. I I like the hustle. I like the hustle. Okay. Bottom line. Also, uh, Samuel Jackson should send him a gift basket. So what is Prodigy all about? So Prodigy, well, first of all, he's not he's not a superhero per se in the sense that he runs around in superhero tights, whatever. No, he is the world's smartest man who happens to be black with green eyes. And he loves solving mysteries. Yeah. Uh, so that's the look of the character. He's got a nice, you know, he's got a look. He has like a very average build. He's not overly muscular. Muscular. He's got an average build. He's always been intelligent from young, and and we'll get into that. But it reminds me, it gives me feels of Gru Banzai. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right. If you watch Buckaroo okay. Banzai back in the days in the eighties, you know, with Peter Weller, it gives me that kind of feel. So that's that's how I interpret it. Maybe he's a fan of him. You know, I mean, Mark Miller is a fan of him or not. Uh, I, mm-hmm. That I don't know, but that's how, you know, I interpret it. So the first run of the series was called The Evil Earth. Bum, bum, bum. And you're seeing there uh, the main character, Prodigy, who is Edison Crane, sitting in a, in a chair in front of a blackboard. So it looks like he's in front of a classroom in a nice, well, suit. You know what I mean? With a machine gun and a book in the other hand. There you go. So, oh, oh yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman is another. Ah, yep. Yep. Okay. Mark right, then. Miller. Eggsy. Production. <laughs> Eggsy. Right? Excellent. So, this is where we're going. So we're going to get into it. So, wait a second. Edison Crane, 2018. Here we go. 
starts off and this is what we were talking about today i think this is a guy is a positive role model it's a whirlwind tale of him going from city to city doing all these things and mm-hmm. he's like a multi um you know a multitasker because yes. he thrives on two things solving mysteries always solving mysteries and and risk he likes putting himself in danger to figure certain things out he's he's pretty much an adrenaline junkie 100% good answer good answer he 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 likes the he likes the foray of just if there's an inkling if there's a 1% chance of something getting completely done 99 it's not going to happen you're not going to make it 1% like I'm taking the 1%. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. You're not going to survive. Don't worry about it. I'm going to figure it out. Bet on black. That's what that's black. what he should have a shirt. That's his shirt. He's saying, bet on black. I'm just saying. But hilarious. Just saying. Very hilarious. So so we're going to get to this. So Rob, what did you think when you started reading this series like, overall? What was your feeling on this whole thing? So... Is when this the you first time into, you read it? Is this the first time you read this? It is the first time I read it. Now okay. I've come across I've come across this name before. I've like I've looked at it, but I've never read it. Like I knew of Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I knew of that character in a sense. Like, you know, it was one of those I've heard it before, you know, you know, because it's image. I never come across it too often. I think that's the reason why it was like there in the back, like the mental back shelf, like the name sound familiar. So even even as a side note, when Barry was saying we're gonna do prodigy, and I'm like, and he's telling me, and I'm like, it sounds familiar. I honestly was like saying that until I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing the cover. So Prodigy is a very great character. Now I'm seeing, I'm pulling in different similarities. When you go through it, you'll start to realize this guy has the confidence of like a dawn, like, like. Nothing seems to phase this guy at all. At all. He's surrounded by people with guns about to shoot him out. Yeah. The mental vision of what he wants to do, and that's like second, third, fifth dairy, if that's even a word. Not even secondary. Like fifth dairy. That's sixth dairy. It's like it's like it's there. But I'm not thinking about that. Hmm. Um, you realize how for his mind, how his mind works, you start to get into that, and we'll get into that, and it's, that's, it's just very, wow. Never heard of any character, any any IP of anyone being so precise, meticulous, and strategy, like, all at the same time. That, when you start to read, when you read, when you read the book, you'll see what I'm talking about. And he just he just saw a, a guy who's very confident in himself. And that's the main thing you take back. He's an individual who is very confident in what he can do. And he really feels that. Give him the time. He gives me the, the mental idea of, uh, uh, I, I thought of it, 18. Bear with me. Like for the TV show, when you, when the, when, a TV show in the movie, when Hannibal was like saying, hey, how'd you get these documents? Listen, give me an hour. I'm good. Give me a day. I'm great. Give me like a week, I'm unstoppable. It's the confidence this guy walks in and he's just like, I know what I'm doing. Even if you don't think I know what I'm doing, trust me, I know what I'm doing. That is just like high bars, just that's great. So yeah, 
I, I like Edison for that. I like Prodigy for that. Um, we'll get into more aspect of it, but I, I'll just say it's a great character. It's a Ooh. great character. Okay, look, we'll break it down. So if you, when you get issue number one, you open that first page. First of all, you uh -huh. see a young kid. He's playing polo, <laughs> right? And he's playing polo with, you know, uh, young adults. So we'll say that. So he, he's got to be maybe like, you know, 10, something like that, and 12 years old. And he's playing with... 11, like, yep. Yeah, 11. And he's playing with, like, uh -huh. I guess people or it could be like 18 or something like that. And they're playing yep. polo. Okay, no mistake there. You look at it, you say, all right, fine. Right away, you realize that he scores the winning shot. Everyone sees him as the hero in the stands. They hold him up. They're all happy, yep. this, this, and that. That's great. He goes, and he's walking away, very confident. And he walks into the changing room. He sees one of his teammates. He's like, hey, we want to talk to you. And all you see is the door close and click. And he's like, what? Right? Now, keep in mind, he's like 11. And he's like, the rest of the team, the other three guys, is like, well, you embarrassed us on the field today. You made us look like we're incompetent. We don't like that. So they turn around and just start beating the crap out of him. Beating the crap out of him. He's 11. Like, okay, he's got skills. Right. Beat, that's jealousy. Issue, that's right. page one. So when you see him the next page, you know, Woo! his friend comes up to him and his friend's like, hey, what's going on? He's got like, you know, a black eye and band-aids and stuff. And he's sitting mm -hmm. down very calmly watching TV and his buddy's talking to him and he's like, hey man, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, I'll be fine by tomorrow. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, and, and you watch, he's watching Bruce Lee movies. He's watching Bruce like Lee. Sister Fury. Jackie Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chung Chung Lee, you know, China Lee. He's he's basically saying, I'm a I'm a fast learner. Uh I am sorry, I learn faster than anyone who's ever lived. And there's nothing I can't do when I put my mind to it. As soon as I read that, I'm like, this could be a problem. Oh, Ooh, I like this guy. Oh, I like this kid. Oh. What's gonna what's gonna be next? What was and this page. Oh, oh. He walks back to school. He calls up the guy. The guy's name is Tinker. He's like, Tinker. And Tinker and the other two guys are there. They're like, oh, what? Did we miss a spot, a-hole? Ha, 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 ha. And he goes, yeah, about that. And he breaks out a roundhouse kick and sends one of them flying. What I'm trying to Another. say, Prodigy, for half a second there, became Taskmaster. Taskmaster for Marvel Comics, where he sees you do it, he can do it. That's exactly what he did. Good, good pull. Good, good deep pull. That there's one. There's reference number one. I didn't even. I didn't even think of it from that end. Right. Like, and he beats the crap out of the, the all three of them. So he beats the crap out of the two flunkies. We'll call him that. And he leaves yeah. the main guy who started the whole thing tinker to the very end. Uh, and he's like, oh, "What are you doing, man? We can talk about." It. He goes, "No, nope, no. Nope, there's no talking about this after today. These are things that happen in life where you know you end up getting uh, bullied, and it's just a life lesson." I know I'm going to get expelled, but before I pack my things, <laughs> officer down. He kicked that boy right through the window. Huh, His friends there show is. up in the background and like, what's going on? He goes, yeah, well, I'm going to be expelled, but um, you know, it's a, it's a life lesson. I had to learn it. Yeah. Okay, see you guys later. Calm. Let me go pack my things. Let me go pack my things. Calm. Calmly. He knew right away what was going to happen. Fighting I on school grounds. Right. right. So he went through a bullying situation. Fighting on school grounds got him was going to get him expelled. He wasn't oh. even going to argue it. He said, hey, <laughs> it's a life lesson. He knows kids get bullied. I'm sure his parents talked to him saying, you're in a school where people are going to be jealous of your talents and gifts. Be prepared for it. 
and he, and he he didn't go crying to nobody. He just literally went home, turned on the TV, found every martial artist of of renowned reputation, copied their moves, and went back twenty four hours and gave five across the eyes. Hilarious, hilarious. Not we're right? not condoning violence, but just the fact that he's like saying, "Okay, if this is what you guys gonna do, all right." Uh. I'll be right back. And he yeah. knew. And the, the thing I look at it is like he knew I do not currently have the resources or the skill set to address this problem. I'll be back in 24 hours. Seriously. I'll be back in 24 hours. Right. That's it, what I took away when you go back and look at it. You look realizing he realizing if he had the skills beforehand, he would have done it. He would have handled himself at that time. It just shows that he never thought to be prepared for any type of fighting. Because he fortunately got a beatdown, and it shows in this in that panel he got a beatdown. Like it didn't show like he had any. He didn't resist. Not he not even resist. He didn't do no type of rebuttal. He didn't try to fight back or nothing. It just showed that he just took. Unfortunately, all he could do is take take the beating, the lumps. I'll be back. I'll I'll be right back. Hold on. Right, right. Now, when you read further into the series and you kind of flash back to this moment, you realize that he analyzed the situation, realized that he had. Uh, there was nothing he could do about it. He was already right. planning out how to deal with it the next day. So it's like, 100%. in the moment, I will take my lumps. You know, protect the face. Pop, 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 pop. Okay, I'm not crying. Cool under pressure. Go home. Watch some TV. Or go back to his room. Watch some TV. Whoops. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure if he played Street Fighter, he would have found a way to throw a fireball. Okay, so this, this that's what I'm saying. It's, it goes back to our other episode we just did a little while ago. Who bullies Robin? Right, Dick Grayson. Okay, we 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 released that one. You know, yeah. uh, Robin's bullies, and and that really speaks to it. Like, who would bully Dick Grayson? This, now, if you remember that episode, and you're watching this, this here is the answer. We asked the question there in DC. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mark Miller. You answered the question here of how we picture it or how I picture it, it through image. All right, because that's how you say body frame at that time. All right, so now, now we go again, and, and what happens? We get a little flashbacks with the character. So we get past this situation, and, you know, he's, he's present day, but I'm going to deal more with this past before you get present and kind of do it in chronological mm-hmm. order. But the, the flashbacks mm-hmm. are nice. So one of the flashbacks we saw is we get to learn about his mom. So when he was very young, his mom gave him building blocks. and But he was very bright, so he's putting these building blocks together, and there was three. And literally, it's the blocks, and they say A, B, and C on it. She's teaching him his ABCs. But then again, I'm, I'm not sh- I'm sure the mom was very smart or she had to see something or maybe hoping the child was smarter. You know, sometimes people look at her child and say, hey, my child's really good at this. My child's mm-hmm. good at that. You know, you, you can sp- when they're young, you can tell my child has a affinity for art, drawn to art. I should n- nurture that. I see they're really doing it more than maybe I would have at, my, at that age, of, uh, you know, at that level. Mm-hmm. You had to see something as a parent. That's that's all I'm right. saying. Right, so she turned around, gave him the three blocks A, B, C, and she said, "These should be, you know, the the foundation for your life. You know, A always B, which is B, C curious, always be curious." He's like, "Live your uh-huh. life with A, B, C, always be curious." And how she said it, and how it was d- drawn, you can see his face light up. Like he's just a toddler, and his face lit up when she said that. And it's and that's something from his mom that has stuck with him yep. due to his adult life present day. 
always be curious. That's how he lives his life. This is why he loves mysteries. So that's one part there. Another part, you see his mom, who who's clearly darker skin, black. The father, so and that's what I was trying to figure. Uh, well, he's looking back. The father, I, I'm not sure if he was just light skin. I don't think he was light. He was white. I really think the father. No, not um. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Let me. Well, I'm, he's I'm lighter than the mom. When you I'm look at come, the art of the mom and dad, right? When you look at the, the the father is always drawn lighter. So it's either he's light skin, or the father is white. Like even like the hair, how they draw him, his father is yeah. bald. Right. So you know, I'll take it that he, he's you know, even though the character looks more, um black than white right i think he's you know mixed you be right yeah right that right. you know that's how right. i was seeing it and it's cool so mm-hmm. now the father mm-hmm. is a senator he's having dinner with another <laughs> yeah so you know let's say edison's parents prodigy's parents are having dinner with another couple the other couplers are saying that their son's going for an operation next week you know he's very uh closed off because of what he has you know, so he doesn't make many friends, but him and Edison are hitting it off perfectly. This is great. Both parents are happy. Now that other person is running for president. He's going to run for president, and it seems that he wants to have Edison's uh, dad running as, like, senator along with him or something along those lines with his presidency to endorse it. Mm-hmm. They go now, finish eating. They go now and say, hey, let's go and check on the boys. And they open the door where the boys are playing, and all you see is a young Edison with, like, a bandana over his mouth rubber gloves and he's standing over their kid who's on a little table right and he's got him opened up and he's turned the TVs into monitors he's got anesthesia that he things he just found around the house to make a makeshift operating room to operate on their son to cure him and it's and and of course you open this all you see is like okay one kid got one the other kid like cut open it's almost like a horror movie and once again Bye. edison full under pressure oh yeah don't worry about it um i'm curing him of this this here is a critical part of this procedure are you guys enjoying the lobster rolls yeah well you know you guys enjoyed it i hope you guys enjoyed it you know make sure i love butter on there you know it's nice and tasty seasoned right i just what right the- he goes i just need 10 more minutes and be up and going and be better than you Now let's let's uh, let me help it with the age aspect of it. This is basically not that far behind, or at least visually, it looks like Edison is still either eleven or twelve. So he's in the same time bracket of the the first initial incident with uh, learning the ways of Shaolin and taking somebody else. So this could probably be a couple of months later. Who knows? But it was very close. So we at least will say that Edison is a young prodigy. He's he's like 11, 12. I'll be nice and give him like 13. Let's be nice and give him 13. Let's give him two years after that. Scared the helping because all you see is this picture frame. Everybody's freaked out. The father, like the mother seems like surprise. Huh. The other three adults, holy to the Batman. They're just losing their mind. Look, what am I seeing? What's going on? Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, I'm taking care of him. Don't worry, your boy's gonna be good. Just give me another ten minutes. This is a very critical point, and I appreciate if you guys don't so much. Can we just focus here. Yeah, it was like a cardiac issue. He's, he, it was like it was a heart issue he was doing. He was like doing open heart surgery on this kid. Okay, right? Like uh, that's hilarious. 
that's what he's doing. As a parent, you open the door, expect them to be playing video games, expect them to be sitting there talking, reading comic books. No, one's operating, literally operating on the other one. And a young blood all in his hands and his face. That, yeah, and he's like, hey, can you guys just keep the volume down? This is a critical part here. I'm almost done. Don't worry. I mean, he'll be up and he'll be up and running in ten minutes. Right as rain. Better than you. Meaning he did a better operation at the house with this kid using household utensils than they would have done at the hospital that he was going at the week after. My only thing is I wanted a follow-up from that kid. I wanted to know what happened to that kid after. Did they Facts. still keep the friendship friendship or not? So that that was a nice flashback, but I wanted to know, hey, this guy, you know, I operated him. I saved his life. Now we're best friends. Here we are, present day. So that that was one of the flashbacks. And then we get another one where he's a little bit older. So I'd say maybe uh, late teens, late teens, right? Maybe a young man at this point. Now, you can tell there's some friction between him and his dad for how the scene plays down. Mm-hmm. So when he, his dad walks in, he's reading a book, and he goes, Edison, when are you going to grow up and start being more of a man? All you do is read your books and you chase mysteries. And he goes, Dad, I'll stop chasing mysteries once there's no mysteries left to chase. And he's like, well, I'm not putting any more good money into you. Here's your inheritance. And he literally throws him like a silver dollar. Yeah. One dollar. He goes, this is your inheritance. I'm not giving you any more money for anything in your life. Do with it as you will. Like he's just, so at this point we don't see the mom. Don't know if the mom is passed away. Don't know if the mom is still around, but it's him and his dad have this interaction. Very quick. Throws him a dollar. Dad's saying, I'm leaving none of my fortune because the dad's telling him to be, obviously the parents are well off. Well off. I'm leaving no money to you. Done. Here's a dollar. See you later. Before his dad even leaves the room, Edison turns around and says, you know what? I'll take this $1, and in one year, I will have a billion dollars. A billion. billion. A billion dollars. Not a million. Gangster. He goes, I will have a billion-dollar fortune in one year with this dollar. Gangster. I need Gangster. this guy's uh, financial advisor. I need him as my financial advisor. I need him. You know, he, he is a financial advisor. That's what because he is. I'll give him $50. I'm generous. Yeah, If he can do <laughs> a billion with a dollar, what can he do with 50? You know, I'd be a trillionaire. I'd be like that, that, that British pop group, ABC, who wants to be a millionaire. Tell me, tell me uh, uh, how to be a trillionaire. Yeah, I'm going back uh, to my 80s. Yeah, well, I got moments, Rod. So this is uh, this is all the things this guy is doing. He he's part, I don't know, Doctor Strange, part Taskmaster, part 100%. Uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, just part Reed Richards, part Buckaroo Banzai. Okay, part Bruce Wayne, part Bruce Wayne, part Bruce what's, Wayne. Like, what's, like, what's some some Bruce in there? Oh, he got more money than Bruce, though, man. Bruce got money, no, but... for sure. But I'm not going for the money aspect. That's a oh, good oh aspect, yeah, you just talking about character. It, it, the character, the character, just the. <laughs> I'm focused. Like you won't, you can't shift my mind. No, no, that's Bruce no. Wayne. Exactly. The yeah. difference is he ain't angry like Bruce Wayne. He he no. looks at everything as black and white, and he gets it done. He loves solving mysteries. He's got that Indiana Jones bugging him, Tomb yep. Raider bugging him. So here we go. So now when we come to the character present day, what's happening? The character is walking. He's walking with his assistant. He goes up on the top of a building. He gets there. He gets on top of a motorcycle. And she's mentioning something that's happening overseas, I think, in Australia. And he's mm-hmm. revving a motorcycle saying, oh, yeah, I've resolved this. Here's the, here's, here's the answer to that problem. 
And then he's on top of a skyscraper and he pulls the evil no. Knievel. He starts well, that actually, bike up. Oh. That, that's, 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 that's the other one. That's the other one. So the first one is a canyon. So he's oh. jumping over the canyon. My that's the canyon on, on flames. So I'll just say one quick thing prior to that. And this is to show you, I'm just going to say how to even add on to the complexity of Edison Kane. Yeah. Prior to that, you open up the scene. All anything about history, we're gonna bring it up to co- present time. He's basically in a big room type of scenario with a big screen, and basically there's a whole bunch of chess screens. Yes, sorry, you know, yes. sections on, on there. But I, I, the reason why I want to say that part is because you basically start to understand at this point he's playing like multi-level type of chess with different people, and you can see on the other end people are stressing trying to figure it out. From different people from walks of life, people from Russia, from you know, from Canada, the US, whatever the case to be. So he's playing the best of the best, top of the top, top tier chess players, and he's like, K, 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 K. Someone's talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I got that figured out. One second. All right. Everybody, here's the next moves. And it was so sweet. He went down from like one to seven. And in this order. Move this, move this, move this, move this, move this, move this. You, um, we're going to come back to you. Good move, good block. I'll come back to you. And by him saying that, the first six people, he just checkmate them and just done them out. And he's like saying, okay, we're going to put a pause on you. I got something to do. Hold, hold that. I'll be right back. Very important. I took that as well. This guy just basically knocked out six people and basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hold on. I'll be right back gets up, walks out the door. Then he falls into a barrier saying he's walking with his assistant. He's putting on a helmet and he's basically saying, okay, so um, yeah, I've answered that question. I took care of that problem. You know, da, 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 da. cool. All right. I'm ready for this, uh, this next event. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the kids mental pause me kids. Yeah. So the kids want you to jump over the canyon, but they realize, you know, it's just to be too simple. So they want you to be on, on fire, and they basically changing the parameters. So it sounds like there is already an event where Edison basically, going back to what we said earlier, he's uh, adrenaline, adrenaline junkie. He loves just pushing his body himself to the limit. So it seems like if anybody tells him he can do something, can you do something? If there's a 1% chance, he's going to do it. So basically, I think he was supposed to jump on above, you know, above that, uh, across this canyon. Very yes. simply, maybe one or two things. And at the last minute, yeah, the kids are saying that was uh, simply simple enough. So, you know, they just want to change it again. Uh, can, if you can do that, can you do that blindfolded? <sighs> Is it from that same kid again? Yeah, I afraid so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him it's yes, and I'll do the others too. Uh, I haven't slept in over a month, but... Uh, I need something to exercise my brain cells a little. Time out, flag on the play, 10-yard penalty. You're agreeing to the changes in this thing and then say, it's from the kid, yeah, okay, no problem. I haven't slept in over a month, and I need something to exercise my brain cells? Edison, you're scaring me, guy. You're scaring me. Okay. You know. You're very... Wonderful individual. I'll come back to you on that one. See, so when I, when I saw that scene, when I'm reading it, the first thing that went to me is amp it up, action man. 
the Action Man Good cartoon, touch. 3D by Mainframe Studios. Yeah, Action Man, you know, amp it up, amp it up, Action Man. Like, 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 this guy is just pinging up all things for me. Once again, you're going to watch Book Guru Banzai. So he's doing all this. So prior to, so I see it though. So prior to going on and getting into uh, this whole thing, he's, he's, he's one of the chess players. He's also building a missile because there's an asteroid heading to Earth. So now we see the inner workings of how he sees his mind working and it's portrayed in such a way. So every time that he's in his head and great job, you know, for Mark writing the scene um, and and then, you know, uh, for Raphael, uh, for putting it out there, like drawing it out there. So anytime Mm -hmm. you want to see what's happening inside of his mind, you see he sees himself as more than one person. So you'll see, for example, in this scene, it's like one, two. Uh, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So he's got ten of themselves, each one doing a different task on trying to make make this missile all in his head that's going to stop this asteroid from hitting and destroying the Earth. Like this asteroid is like the dinosaurs will end kind of asteroid that's coming right directly to Earth, not skipping close by it. So he's their problem solver for the government. So right. he's one man, but in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm working on, and he's not working on minor things. Each of those personas inside his mind are working on complex equations. Yes. Uh, scenarios going back and forth and they're talking to each other. So he's having a multi-level internal conversation with himself. Mm-hmm. Getting on this motorcycle, both to do the whole action man crew bonsai in the middle of the desert jumping this canyon on a motorcycle that's on fire in, into like a, a pool of water like it's almost like a Bugs Bunny moment it's like you know when you see the characters go up and they fall down into that little bucket of water after this fall this fall, and then he gets mm-hmm. up and yeah I'm good okay what's going on oh by the way what do I have going on today and in there the desert he's got his private jet that he's walking to so he, he gets out of his suit you know, his motorcycle suit, he puts on a business suit, three-piece, and he's saying, hey, this is what's happening in the world. People are kind of randomly exploding. Something's going on. You know, the government wants your help on this. And and this is where they bring him into uh, these affairs. And this is where he meets this other girl who's, you know, saying, hey, um, I work for the CIA. You know, I'll be your liaison with the CIA. I'm here to help you. We got to find this. It's a mystery. We got to find certain things, uh, you know, this, this temple and, and, and maybe what's leading to this cause. Maybe they don't mention the temple right away, but they, you know, what's leading to the cause of what's happening across the world mm-hmm. with people suddenly busting. You know, we don't know what it is. It's not, it's not a weapon that any of us have made. Something is just a natural phenomenon, but it's got to be a reason behind it. And he was like, ah, games afoot. Then, then to me, I just laugh at this part. This is like so, so eighties, nineties type of mystery type of scenario. He's a big boss man. He's basically saying, basically saying, uh, Miss Pennyworth, cancel all my meetings for the rest of the week. I'm like, that means, oh, we're going in. It's about to go down. <laughs> it's about to go down. To go down. Like literally, oh, yeah. Cancel my meetings for the rest of the week. Like the week. Week, this this yeah. the greatest minds on earth can't figure this out for years. I just need a week, like just like Rod said, right? And with Hannibal from the A team, 
You give me a couple of hours. Okay. You give me a day. No problem. You give me a week. Wow. He literally said, clear my calendar for the week. I'll be back. 100%. So. Uh, issue alone. That's issue one. What? Two words. Black excellence. If you want to know what black excellence <laughs> is, this is, this is, this is it. This Honestly. is black excellence right here. This is showing how good. And I'm not saying it's one race over another race. As I said, it, it's all about inclusion. It's just mm-hmm. nice to see, you know, uh, in the media, let's be honest. Sometimes we're portrayed, black people are portrayed as, you know, oh, we'll do the drug dealer roles, the gangster roles with this, this, and that. Okay. But on the other side of that, there's a lot of black people out there that are CEOs, business owners, inventors, and, and that's what ha- is in black history. They, they're out there. It's just maybe not as well known. Okay. He is one of those that taking that to the nth degree and positive footprint going forward. And, you know, in the, in the image, well, you know, I won't say image universe, the Mark Miller universe. Let's go Miller world. If we go Miller world universe, right. this, this is his character of color. He's done female characters. He's done other characters. You know, the current kick-ass was um, not the original one. It was, the, you know, it, the mantle was picked up by a, a black woman. Okay. But now this is his own. All right. All right, prodigy. Yeah, they said, you got Batman, you you might be able to plan your situations out to fight Superman. Prodigy would probably plan it out that he wouldn't even have to be at the fight to fight Superman. Superman would just show up in the alley and then, what happened? Well, he's unconscious. Prodigy didn't even show up. He's halfway around the world solving another mystery. Yep. Like, that's how scary it is. So, that's issue number one. So, we'll go through the rest of it really quick. So, issue number Mm two, it has, you know, uh, you're seeing a car chase. She's explaining, you know, the, and I can't remember her name right now. The Rachel, the, Rachel Starks, Rachel Stark. Starks. Thank you very much. So Rachel Starks gets in there. She says, Leah is on for the CIA and she's telling him, you know, uh, what her background, where she's coming from, the cases that she's worked on, how she got the information, mm-hmm. what's going on. And you know, how she escaped in a, a high speed car chase. She's giving all this information while on the private plane, uh, you know, going forward. Now, we finally, in issue number two, finally get a, a look at, you know, the, the, the protagonist, the, the, the villain of the story. Brah. Brah. Evil. Pretty much. So all you have is this one big estate. You see this kid wake up inside of there. There's other kids there. They look up and they see this drawing on a wall, which is, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it looks humanoid with wings. It's got like a, a, a long nose, like a beak or whatever. And, in, in no, goat, it's, it's a goat, goat head. head. Yeah, it's a goat head type of. It's a goat, you know that type of. Mix, yeah, 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 goat yeah. Head type of. Right. Right. Go yeah. ahead, exactly. Sitting there, legs crossed, arms on either side, and it's pushing two planets that look like Earth away from each other while it's sitting near the middle. So the kid sees this, talks to the other kids, then some adults walk in there, and when the adults walk in, it's like, okay, guys, you got to go outside. Then you see a bunch of grown men outside having champagne, you know, or as as uh, Zap Flanagan would call it, champagne. From future Ram. <laughs> it's champagne. Oh gosh, I can't even say that right. Champagne. And the kids get up there, and this literally is all right. Start running, kids. What do you mean? Hunting. Yeah. Kids. You can make it to this you can make it to the road, but give me a 10 minute start. If you can make it to the road, hey, you're free to go. The road is just up there. We you know, uh, we apologize. Just just go for, run. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Well, these men are there. They're talking about it. They bring out some dogs that are ready to go hunting. They're there in their hunting gear. You know, you you watch the typical, um, you know, when you look at you know in UK how they dress to go fox hunting. I'm about to say yeah, fox and a hound type of thing. Yep, exactly. So these kids are you know are the foxes. They're dressed in that old school kind of gear, but with high powered guns. And then this one kid comes out right, who's also like the same age, but he's well dressed. And you realize that he's the son of the main person leading this party. He comes up with a shotgun and he takes the first shot at one of these kids. That, that's a whole, that's some nemesis evil right there. Like nemesis started off as a kid. This kid started off, you know, young doing the hunt and they're taking their time. And, you know, it's a father son bonding moment. And he's got his, you know, so it's father, son and granddad. They're all there together. Hunting these kids just randomly, just, and I mean, okay, there's no mincing what happens to them. Mm-hmm. Let's just say uh, none of them make it to the street. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. No, 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 no. You know, like we see Peppy Le Pew chasing a cat, and you get a cat, and she's got the stripe on her back, and Nooney Tunes, the cat's running all over the place, like frantic, and Peppy Le Pew's just kind of casually hopping. Very calm. That's how it was. They're like, hey, yeah, we're good. There's, there's no way to make it. Let's just, we're not going to run after him, son. Let's just walk and talk. How's your day? Pretty good, dad. That's awesome. That's all right, son. You think you can get him from this level? From, from all the way back here? Dad, hold on, hold on. Okay, dad. So, um, we're meeting later on tonight. What's for dinner? Kind of, that, that, I'm not saying that's the conversation they're having, but that's the, I know, the yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, but still, it's just the calmness. Just the, the calmness that they have about just continue their evening activities. Yeah. Like, it, 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 this is right. so insane. So finally, Prodigy, you know, so uh, Edson lands uh, with, with Rachel. They start talking to um, the general here in, in Russia mm-hmm. and breaking down this conversation, you know, to find out more what's going on. He realizes something is being hidden. So I mean, we'll, we'll get past some of it, but something is being hidden. So he right. knocks out the general. They get into the lower levels. You know, I, mean, I don't think it's a Kremlin, but one of these buildings that are heavily guarded. Right. Yeah. Right. And when he finally gets there, he realizes, oh, there seems to be a doorway, but it's bricked up. So he breaks down the doorway, gets in there, and finds out that it's a old library that's been bricked up. Right. And he starts going through it really quick, looking for certain texts, certain books. And then once again, you internal conversation. And in this panel, you see in this internal conversation, you have Edson, how we're seeing him dressed. He puts himself in his mind. And you see four others dressed differently. So this now, you see, you can tell that these four who are dressed differently, they're all him in fine-looking suits, having an internal discussion about what he's discovering, what he's seeing, what's mm-hmm. happening, what's causing certain people to explode. Uh, and he's he's coming across Certain, he's putting clues together, right? So he, what? I know you had to see. You had the thought there, Rod. What's but, your thought on that? No, 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 no. Yeah, he's putting stuff together. He's starting to realize that the old text that he's finding that he's coming across is even older. It's referencing stuff that's older than what they have right now. So whatever he found was already an old text, old scrolls, secrets on scrolls type of scenario. He's now having an internal conversation. Um. You know what this means, right? Yeah, it looks like this is basically like more than like say two centuries old. 
Exactly. So you know this is that 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 yeah. Okay. So we're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to reverse engineer to find out how did this get. How did this information arrive at that particular time? And find where was it stored? Where you know where was it located then? And try to reverse engineer to where it was. He's having these very complex conversations in his mind as he's talking to Rachel in real time. Huh. Yeah, I'm just going through. I'm just like, yeah, give me a minute. Let me just think of that. And she's still talking to him, having a normal conversation. What you find? Well, this is what I think I found. And da da da. Internally, he's already broken out the five of them. Hmm. What do you say? What do you say? And having basically seemed like he's having like six conversations at once. Yeah. Come on. Seamlessly. Come on, come on, son. You know, power of the mind. Power of the mind. Like, this character is so cool, man. So that's what's going on. The, you know, the villain now is, is kind of turning around and putting some his pieces together on some of the tech that he's found. Now, it seems that, oh, my gosh, you know, the villain turned around. He, he, he's been working on some, like, you know, bomb device uh, that's going to, you know, blow up, man. Uh, you see, it seems to be some alien technology there in the background, you know, from the villain that has it. So, so let's jump ahead. You know, we're, we're going to go through and, and jump ahead a couple of issues. Mm-hmm. Let's get right, like, let's get down to, like, the last issue, for example. You, you okay. guys have to read this story, and I'm not trying to, you know, the buildup is so cool. So let, let's go down. Well, second to last issue. We'll jump to issue five. I'll talk about yeah, a couple of points here. This is what, what's so good. So in issue five, He's kind of put things together on what's mm-hmm. happening. He's gone now, and it's like when I say he's gone to different parts of the world, they found this temple that was underwater. While underwater, he's trying to decode the symbol he's seeing there with the goat's head, the guy with the, the pushing the two planets aside and figuring it out. And he's putting, you know, one, you know, 1.1 is equal to 1.1 equal to 1.1, whatever. He's putting all that together because he operates oh. on a different level than we are. And and while that's happening, then some sharks show up. He's fighting off the sharks. Okay, fine. He gets taken, and and you know he's he's running for his life, and he he gets into a fight. He ends up getting shot. He gets transported over to the hospital. Looks at the doctor. The doctor he's bleeding to death, and right away he he calls somebody. No, he turns around and has another internal conversations while bleeding to death, saying, "Hey, I've been shot. I'm bleeding to death." Oh, I got to figure a way out of this. And while having the internal conversation, his self, his inner self, says, hey, you're going to have to figure this one on your own. We're busy trying to figure out how to do with this asteroid that's getting closer and closer to Earth. By the way, don't but, die. But but actually, no, it's funny that he says that. But he's like saying, forget all that. All hands on deck. That part killed me. Because now he realizes, I know I'm thinking about all these other stuff. Because he said in an earlier, maybe like the second or third uh, issue when he was talking to Rachel. So, yeah, I think about that. You know, I have everybody I have different thoughts going on at the same time. Basically, in a very layman way of saying. I'm thinking all at once. He's now realizing, listen, I'm about to lose blood. I got shot. Uh, I still got to uh, get some information because here's here's the scenario. So just to, to slightly change it. I'm, I'm kind of like opening up the yeah, yeah. opening up the book at the same time. So the scenario is, is that. After when he got shot, the one scenario was that he was, um, again, from Russia. We're jumping out. He's trying to decipher and realize that certain texts are going to be in this particular temple. And he realized that um, 
we need to get to this temple. And I, I want to say this. The reason why I want to break this down so slightly is that the they're flying to the temple. I will admit right now, it's, a, it's like in, in issue four or issue three, and I'm not there right now. But basically, the temple is about to be bombed. It's been scheduled to be bombed by some corporation. I, I'm not corporation. Let's just say the, the United States and the U.S. is going to bomb a particular place. And he knows this. And he has to get inside because on the walls are scribed or basically all the information they need to decipher the mystery is in that temple. What this guy does, he's driving. They're trying to drive to get away and they realize, I mean, get to the place and realizing I can't get there in time. Radio to someone and say, I'll give someone $2 million. How long will it take? It's a three-hour drive. We have about, say, 27 minutes to get there. Sorry, 35 minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. All right. Hold on a second. Put out, put out, put out a call. One particular flyer, I guess, that they just they were just dealing with before. So right now I can't remember that particular aspect of it. But basically said, call somebody. I'll give them $2 million if they can come and pick us up while we're driving. Come in, doing a typical kind of 18 kind of thing, come with the ladder, pick them up, and they fly off. So now the time, the, the clock is ticking. Someone's going to come and bomb the, the, the temple. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. You've you seen the... Um, Excuse me, the F-18s, you know, whatever plane is right behind him. And realizing, he, oh, my gosh, he let go the bomb. Edison was like, what? He grabbed the parachute? Out the girl's like, wait a minute, where did Edison go? Pilot said, oh, he just jumped out after the bomb. Two-way, what the hell are you doing? I got to get to the bomb because I need to get yes. into the temple. So I need to stop the bomb. So my man does the, you know, do the typical boop, boop, boop. Power dive, power dive, power dive, power dive. Come the close one. Smart man. At some point, he had a magnet or something, so he bailed to anchor himself to it. He's basically trying to break in. He breaks into it, and he's trying to say, what are you doing? I'm trying to defuse the bomb. Are you crazy? No. Mid-air. I know what I'm doing. Action, and if man. you stop yelling my ear, I could do it five seconds earlier. Thank you. Click. All right, I disarmed it. Parachute lands in, gets down. He's now realizing the government sent a second plane. How far is the next plane? Oh, it's about maybe five minutes behind. Great. Sorry, seven minutes behind. Great. I just need five. I need you to do me a favor. This is how precise this guy is. This is why I'm saying this guy is very particular in everything. I need you to fly around, fly down here, when I count, when I say count 90 seconds from that point, count 90 seconds, meet me at the top of the building. And I need you to fly, Rachel, because I don't trust this other guy. I need you to fly. And we got to be very precise because you're going to pick me up. What are you doing? I'm going to run through the building and memorize all the floors and all the scribes on the wall on my way to the top for you to pick me up. Okay, great. Hear what I just said. This guy has less than five minutes to get that information. There's a bomb seven minutes behind him. He's giving himself at least a two-minute buffer. But unfortunately, he's now being like Indiana Jones. He's like, you know, 
shooting its way in. And now we're, yeah. we're going to at least do a little superhero type of action. No, sorry. Take off superhero. Insert action man. This guy's going to be pure man. action man, right? Running in, and he's shooting, but you see panel showing his eyes, looking, 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 shooting everybody kind of scenario. And then Braps, he gets shot again. What happened? I got shot again. Uh, now he goes to internal conversation with himself. Um, listen, we need a okay, critical meeting. All hands on deck. We need to figure a way to get out of this. We don't have time to waste. Are you kidding? Now the second part of talking. Are you kidding? Listen, we're trying to figure out how to deflect the asteroid. We don't got time for that. We gotta get out of this building. If we we all need to be alive. Okay. Flashback the internal to external. All you're seeing is Edison up telling the girl, okay, you know what? I need you now. Change of plan. Meet me on the east side of the window of the building. Um, cause I'm I'm hit. So I'm not gonna make it upstairs fast enough. There's a window at the other end. Meet me there as I start counting now. Make sure you're on this particular angle. We only got one shot. Basically, jump through the window and man's doing like you know, action man. He shot action on this man. arm. Make sure, grab, make sure he grabs the side with the wheel, at least the, the wheel rudder, in that sense, the landing gear. Grabs yeah. that and he flies. I'm like, and as you see him flying off, where's the airplane? They just released the bomb. Kaboom. As Edison flies away. Okay, let's pause here for half a second, right? That's the one thing. Black people. We got to be extra. We always got to be extra. We got to be doing things over the top. We we can never. We can't over. walk into a room. We can't walk out of a room. We 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 got. It's always uh, got to be an event. When you see uh, a brother walking in or walking out, he's. It's always got to be an event. Every group of friends have that one friend that's got to turn every situation into an event. The eating, it's an event. They, you know, they're going, it's an event. They're coming home, it's an event. What you do, coming home from work, it's an event. It's so over the top that you can open your watch and count on your watch. It's like, oh, so-and-so's coming over. Five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what's people? What's happening? It's like, oh, geez. Here, what, why, why, what? And it's like, why are you dressed that way? Why are you wearing that? What are you doing? It's an event, okay? We always gotta be, as the saying goes, extra. Why do we gotta be extra? I don't know, but it makes it entertaining for the person and those around. I, not much I do know. Hilarious. He's Hilarious. extra. He could have done Bitch. this 20 different ways, but no, action man Edison Crane had to get in there and do it extra. Okay. Good on you, Mark, for writing that 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 pizzazz over the topness. If you don't believe me, look at our sports athletes, right? When they walk into an event, Armani suits, and then you got someone that will show up in whatever jogging suit with a, like he's a rap star. Rappers, they got more gold and metal in them than Wolverine has metal bones. Okay. You understand that? Same. Extra. Okay. The tattoo extra. It's, we, yeah. We got to make things stylish. It's always an event. All right. So, story in hand. I, so he goes through all that, all hands on deck, meaning he stopped multitasking, figure out his situation, gets there, he's at the hospital, he's got to do an operation. They're going to put him under. He's like, no, don't put me under. And he and the, the doctor's about to operate. And he goes, wait a minute, you're 24 years old. 
this scalpel is probably you know older than you you know what give me the scalpel i'll do the operation myself and then he give me three out. mirrors give me three mirrors uh and i'll do it myself hilarious right and he uh-huh. was going to take out the bullet out of his shoulder and then he passed out and next thing you know he wakes up sees the same doctor doctor looks at him and is like well by the way i'm not 24 i'm 25 Edison comes back and says, like, no, uh, from how you're standing, how you're talking, your demeanor, and uh, and everything like that, I determine you're going to be only turning 25 next week. Technically, you're still 24. Boom. Yanks. And he was right. Uh, dang it. The doctor turned around and goes, well, you're not the only smart person around, Mr. Mr. Crane. You know, there's other people that are smart, too. And he goes, okay, how long was I out for? 48 hours. Eureka, I've got it. Now, going back to your point, Rod, remember, he hasn't slept in a month. So that 48 hours that he was unconscious was the first time that his body is shut down, his mind is shut down in 48 hours. He hasn't slept, which means what happens when you wake up after sleeping, your mind is sharp. For the rest of us normal people, your mind is sharp. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm energized. Absolutely. So keep in mind, he is now, when he woke up out of the hospital, it was Oh right, because they showed panel within it. They showed while he was unconscious, under you know recovering, he was getting blipped images of all the information that he had. Now he didn't have he didn't have no image of his internal selves. He actually only seemed to have been at that at, to me. That was mm-hmm. like to be the only time he was actually focused, regular human, where he had picture thoughts of the goat and the the two circles. I mean the, the two worlds. Uh, he saw uh, just an inference of the the temple and one quick thing. It just seemed like it was just quick flashes. Stuff that us normal people, let's just say me, if I'm having any type of memory relapse or memory kind of cascading, it's just little pictures. To me, that was like the only time he was actually human. Not human, but he was actually normal. That was the only time. And then when he, he was woke up, He was focused because that's the first time that he is, is he didn't have his, his focus split on multiple different things. He was just thinking about one thing. 100%. The, what was the most the, current the, thing. And he wakes up and it's like, ah. Uh-huh. And he gets it. And, and then, you know, the rough breakdown of, of that last issue was pretty much he figured everything out. He gets yep. there. He he goes to confront the, the main villain, this guy, his skinny guy. And then you find out that Rachel is actually his sister. Right. He finds out they're working for a secret cabal, secret organization, secret society. Yep. There we go. And they break down saying, hey, what what you've been doing is we were the guardians of these plants. So the Tower of Babel was supposed to be a gateway to another dimension, another Earth. This is why it was drawn that picture with a goat head by and two Earths. So it was a picture yep. of another Earth and the other Earth decimated and, and all their, their resources. So they made a teleportation device to send the armies through because they found out there's another Earth to take over this Earth and use their resources. When one right. person came through, which was the son of the king from that other planet, his name was Nimrod, he got here, crash-landed, but when he came through, he didn't come through on parallel time. He went through time and space. He ended up in the past. So he became a king. He started building these things to build the Tower of Babel, but he didn't have the resources to finish it. So he made the plans, and he entrusted those to his descendants, and they formed that society to keep it going so one day when the technology was up to par up to speed yep up to speed they can finally finish nimrod's plans 
to bring over his dad, who was the king, with the invading armies. Mm -hmm. So at this point, you know, Edison's got his hands behind his back. He realizes it's like, okay, so you guys are brother and sister. And it's like, I knew she was lying. It's like, how'd you know? It's like, well, she says she spoke this. She didn't speak this particular language, but all CIA agents to know that language. So she's lying about that. Very simple. She lied about everything. You know, how'd she fool me for so long? And then the sister says, oh, you know, Rachel, well, you're not the only genius around. I went and made myself a three-dimensional character. I gave my character a backstory. I made her lactose intolerant. I gave her a best friend. I, I spoke to every day. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, 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 you know, I made myself, as I said, left-handed to do all these things. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like you were telling me on paper I had to memorize it. I lived that way for years in preparation to meet you. So this way you wouldn't realize that I was lying. So my only thing that threw it off is because I said I don't speak that language. Right? And it's like, okay, cool. So by the way, that's what happened is that when you guys are activating the teleportation thing, this is what's causing people to randomly explode. And and, and, and ties with that, you know, long story <clears throat> short. And he turns around, and he's still smiling. It's like, oh, well, why are you smiling about it? She goes, well, he's like, hey, before you go anywhere, Rachel, can you just stand right there and not move for me for like the next two seconds? She's like, what do you mean? What's it supposed to? Boom. And she explodes. Because because they activated the, 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 the teleportation device, it opened the doorway yep. to the other Earth, and one of the spaceships came through and crashed right on top of Rachel and stopped like two feet in front of Edison. Yep. So now her brother, who was the main villain in this, starts freaking out. What do you do? You killed my sister. Oh, my God. You figured it out. He's like, well, why are you laughing? You can't go anywhere. You're still handcuffed. And he brings his hands up. He's like, am I? Soldiers run in. Edison grabs the leader, puts a gun to his head, walks into the ship. And he's like, well, where do you think you're going? You're surrounded by all my soldiers. There's no way out for you. He looks at the pilot. He goes, put up the force field. What? Just do it. All right. Puts up the force field on the ship. He goes, okay. Drop the bomb. Now, keep in mind, they're in an enclosed area inside of like their base, right? The, the enemy's base. Drop the bomb. What? Drop the bomb. Click. Oh, he sees three soldiers. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't that bomb supposed to autonomize everyone within an X amount of radius? Yep. Boom, boom. So he destroyed the guy's base, the teleportation device, um, you know, and, and and everyone else. So the only people alive is Edison, the pilot, and you know, the, the leader. The main, What's the, the main villain? Name? The, the brother. The brother's yeah. name? Yeah. Uh give me two seconds. I will I will catch that for you. Right. Um so his yeah. name Ah, there it is. Come on, no, no, no. Because the funny thing is, the name the name was one of those um, puzzles type of names. You know, if you say the name, you know, spelled a different way, it would right. be like his name was Charles Charles Task. Charles Task. Okay. Yes. So, so you know, Edison's got Charles. Charles is there. So now it's just Edison, Charles, and Pilot shoots the pilot, and then it's Edison and Charles. He's like, well, you know what? Doesn't matter. The rest of so I'm, I'm, you know the rest of the army is around. They'll still get here. Edison's like, no, 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 no. Um, I what happened is let's go back for half a second. So what Edison did is that he realized he was looking for all these plans to uh, reverse engineer the teleportation device. Once he realized that was going on, his sister was lying. He changed some of the parameters. He changed the coordinates. So for the army that was coming through the teleportation device, could he stop them? No. So he gave them new coordinates. 
which was the middle of the sun. Shit. Burn Hollywood, burn. I see a riot going on. First, the guilty. Now, Blame on. <laughs> Look at me. Love that song. So, it sends the army to the middle of the sun, right? Okay. Yep. So, it takes care of that. Two, he's like, by the way, thanks for giving me a way to get rid of my asteroid problem. I used your sin teleporter to teleport the asteroid to the other Earth to wreck it. Boom. Done. Second problem gone. He goes, this is why this particular, particular ship showed up, because I gave the coordinates for it to show up, and it, that's why it hit your sister, because she was standing right where I needed her to be. And then, of course, you had your own army that could have taken me out, but guess what? I took you prisoner, brought you inside the ship, turned on the force field, we dropped the bomb. Dropped the bomb on me. Oh, yeah. Bye, bye. oh I love the gap, man. Great. Dropped the bomb. Boom. That was it. That's it. So, you know, Charles is like, well, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. And then, of course, Edison decides to say, well, Unlike Batman, <laughs> Edison shot Charles right in the head. <laughs> yeah. Threat exterminated. Oh, sorry. Let me stand back. I just uh-huh. realized who that guy was. I was looking. Her name is Rachel Stash, which yeah. or Stark, which is the acronym for the word Charles Stars, um, Charles Tass. Okay. Which was basically the connection that the guy that it was um, the brother yeah. was Tinker, the guy that he fought when from he was from, in school, from school. So from the beginning of the issue, the guy that he put the roundhouse in that bullied him, so he mm. took out his bully. That's that literally. That so there, that's literally. funny. Yes, Sorry. yes, I forgot about that. that. So, it. so you yeah. got you know the brother and sister, and they were the descendants of Nimrod, which was obviously they were related to the humans on the other Earth. And right. he just wrecked shot. Wow. What an issue. Like, Mark, I don't know how you put that one together, right? 100%. But, uh, wow. And, and, no, and, I, mean, and I like... Yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, how you pulled that out, great. The art was great. The writing was great. Um, I, I don't know how you even thought that one all up, but good on you. So, 100%. yeah, I love to hear what 100%. his thoughts are. But, sorry, what are you going to say, Rod? I just wanted to say the last part, close to the end of the panel, basically, I just want to put these two little parts back in here. Yeah. That you see now to say, like, a week later when everything is all done, you see uh, Edison basically coming out of a uh, helicopter, basically about to perform another stunt. Uh-huh. But prior to that, as he came out, he was talking to his assistant. Hey, you look good. You're you're in charge of – he gave her some position, so she's in charge of a portion of his, you know, his, his corporation and all that kind of stuff. And he said, oh, yeah, okay, I've answered this, I've answered that, I, I found the cure for this, I can figure that. Oh, yeah, um, can we get back to that guy I paused with the, um, with the chess mate? Tell him, in two twos, whatever, two moves, checkmate. And then you see a panel of the guy like saying, what the? Realizing Edison just gave you a week just to make you feel good, but he, he, he took care of you as well. So, you know, seven of seven, you're all done. <laughs> no loose ends. No, that's the part I want to get. No loose ends. He came back. No loose ends. No, no loose ends. Solve every mystery. Solve every mystery. Beat that, Scooby Doo. All right, here we go. So <laughs> that that's my whole rundown on this. Uh, obviously, we liked it. it. Man, it's I was so much fun to reread this again. I I, I love it. Yeah. So we're gonna get down to the famous point, right? Time to fan cast this character. Now we know that Mark has a 
deal with Netflix to bring a lot of these properties to life. This is one of them. They're supposed to be doing a movie. The movie will be based loosely on the second uh, the uh, second miniseries with Prodigy, the Icarus story, right? So mm-hmm. it's going to be based on that storyline, uh, Icarus City. So there we go. But that, that, and that's what we'll say on that one, you know. And I said you got to read Big Game where it brings everyone together. If you're a fan of Mark Miller and his writing and his books, trust me, you will not be disappointed. And, and seeing right. all these characters, keep in mind, he's bringing back Wesley from Wanted, who we haven't seen in what 15 years. So we see now what's happened to him, where he's at, and how he plays a big part in this too. Okay, so Rod, let me go with you, man. If you mm-hmm. had to turn around and adapt this, I know how Mark is adapting, and we know it's a movie. Right, I don't right. know if it's live or a cartoon or anything like that, but how would you want to adapt this property? I was, I was honestly, I've been on the fence trying to figure: do I want this as animated or do I want, want it live? But I believe that I actually want it live. Now, here's the reason why: that the amount of feats and stuff that he's doing mm-hmm. is nothing very superhuman in the sense that require any you know, extra CGI or anything like that. So everything is basically, he's given the performance of Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. That type right. of vibe. So if Tom could do it, and even mm. at the age of Tom's doing Tom is still doing it, salute. I think we can get, we can get a live action and we can get, we can get that going. And I, again, I like the, I like the aspect of, you know, representation, having that, actually that context type of feel of you're seeing it it's not a secondary thought like hey we know this is a movie we know this is this is a script this is a story but actually instead of having it like cartoon or animated i would like to see it um from real life giving that nice texture and that context to make anybody watching that have the the the, the feeling how everybody felt when they watched black panther for the first time when they watched uh wakanda forever for the first time you know you get that context like we know this is fictional but it is so like it's on the realm of possibility like yeah i can so close we're like one percent away of seeing like 99 yes Woo! only because i know it's written but is there really not a wakanda out there and that's what i want so i want to okay. have that content so i want live um i would definitely well you know what if mark is going with netflix let's you know who am i to argue against mark miller who am I to argue with that? Um, but I like the aspect, and I would I would say give give it um give it a Netflix series kind of or at least like a it's five episodes. I mean, there's five issues or six issues for the Icarus one. I would mm-hmm. just do keep it along that line. Try to build on that and have like basically issue one, two, three kind of scenario, and just call that storyline that. So if he did, if they did. If they did um, this first um, series, this first volume, let that be like a, a season one. Icarus is season two. Big Game is season three. Oh, if, okay. If yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You understand? And mm-hmm. then each episode is basically a, a, a separate episode, and a separate um, show in that regard. Now, all right. I have to say, who would I like to have as my leading guy? Now, I was thinking one particular person and... And then I, I kind of stepped back and then I thought of someone else. And I would actually like, and I know it may sound like it's not cliche, but you know, you're giving someone who has the chops, but this person does have the chops. I would like Michael B. Jordan. Now, here's the reason why. 
I would like Michael B. Jordan because of the different factors that he does already have underneath his belt. Now, yes, he has the the uh, the straight, solid face face of doing, you know, being that strong will and confidence Killmonger from, you know, Black Panther. But I definitely want to, I know he has the ability of having the the inner showing that he can be a person who can rise, you know, rise above situation and don't let anything hold him down. I'm going from him when he was in Creed. Adonis Creed. Okay. Yep. And I want to also say that there was a small, not a small, but it's a movie that he was part of. He, he only showed a small part later on, but it showed at least his skills of being a person who can wield a gun, who can, you know, act a, a, a soldier in that regard. Now, we already know that from Killmonger, but also from Kin. If you ever had a chance to watch the movie Kin, he okay. was basically an individual who basically from a, a, a parallel universe in that sense and was had to come back and to and to find uh, a kin, a, a, a young person who has particular special abilities and be able to bring him to his parallel, to his his universe, his dimension. Uh, but those are the small little parts that I wanted to pull back from and just say that, you know what? I need someone who has the ability to look the part of being confident, 100% confidence, who just basically walk into the room and make the room look at him no matter what. He didn't say anything as yet, but he has that kind of confidence. You can walk into the room and people realize that, I don't know who he is, but he must be someone important because I finished. I I can't talk to you. I got to find out who that person is. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and have and have the confidence to like saying, I can do any of the tasks that needs to be done. And I personally would like to see, uh, in a sense, like a multi-universe sense of multiple Michael B. Jordans having serious conversation among themselves at a table, trying to figure. So, what do you say about that? I believe. And then basically seeing like multiple of them having a conversation, and then especially at the part where all hands on deck. Listen, we're trying to figure out the how to you know, deflect or figure out this mystery yeah. about the asteroid. You want me to do what? I it's just that part. It's I shot. would die with that. I, I exactly. I'm shot. But 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 he's not. They're they're thinking all this stuff. He yeah, has his brain yeah. already working. But the, that was a beautiful. That's another beautiful part about about that. I'll even just jump back to that. That particular scene, you see the in the sense the current Edison being shot. Yeah. Then you see the ones who are working. His brain cells working. They're not shot. They're already been working. Like they had not even time to register that we've been shot. He keeps it all separate, man. He's separate. I want Michael B. Jordan to handle that. I think you'd be able okay. to handle that. That would have been a very that would be a great way of just giving Michael the opportunity to show these different characters separately and all at the same time. And you realize mm. there's different personalities happening at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I think you can do that. I got you. I got you. I like that. I like that casting because I see where you're going from and how you're putting that together. So I commend you on that, sir. Salute. Uh very Salute. well done, guys. Very well done. Fire now, fire. No problem. So here, here's a boy. So, you know what? He's got the Netflix deal, so I'm with you on Netflix. So let's go with Netflix. And Netflix has got some who bucks, depending on who's behind it. So Mark Miller right now, mm-hmm. because of that, he's got that that he's got that that credibility that they're going to give him a bigger budget than if it was an unknown. 
right? Which is great. Mm-hmm. So that adds to the, the whole feature. Um, for the stunts and the things that are happening, action sequences, I don't think it'd be that costly as opposed to some other movies, you know, like a full sci-fi movie where the budget's going to be huge. So, right. Right. Let me give me this first six series as a as a one one movie, right? I, I don't know if people would get into it more as a series or not, but as a one movie to bring in this character and seeing that Mark has always presented his stuff as movies and not so much episodes, it, mm-hmm. it seems to be more his his genre, right? So you can maybe okay. take some stuff out from dancing. So I would say it's it's not gonna be an hour and a half movie. No, no. It can't be an hour and a half movie if you want to yeah. keep it as true to it as possible. Give me, give me a good two hour movie. Give me, you mm-hmm. know, a, a good two hours, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less runtime, and you're not going to have filler. It's going to be intrigue, action, suspense, something there for everyone. Okay, mm-hmm. live action for sure, and I'm going to go with the actor uh, Keith Powers. Now. I know you're going to say, who the heck is Keith Powers? And if anyone has got BET and is a New Edition fan, you know who Keith Powers is. Keith Powers played Ronnie DeVoe in the New Edition story on BET. Okay. Right? He's got the height, okay. he's got the smile, he's got a similar mm-hmm. style to um, to Edison already. Give him some okay. green contacts. Even his build, because Edison is not overly a bulky build guy, right? He's That's in right. shape. Right. So he's he's like a, a track runner, very slim, in shape, good to go. So with currently, if you watch the new edition B, on BET story, you see that Edison playing Ronnie is like Ronnie. Ronnie's a tall, Ronnie DeVoe is taller than the rest of the group. He, with his castmates, is taller out of the rest of the group. That physique already, he's got the style. He's also a model. So he's going to look good in a suit. He's got the smile. I, I, I He's got the charm with him. Now, you give him like any actor, you put him through some basic training. If he takes it seriously enough, this could put him in a different role. He's already done a drama role where he had to work and do flashback scenes already, be it if it was mm-hmm. himself or they got another actor who was younger to physically portray him when it was Ronnie DeVoe when he was younger. He did the more adult part of Ronnie DeVoe's story with, you know, right. when he was New Edition, when it was Belbiv DeVoe. So he's used to that type of shooting. I know. He can definitely do it because for the movie, he had to learn to sing. He had to learn to dance. Well, I mean, not learn. He probably knew those already to the fundamentals, but he had uh-huh. to sing. And if you watch when they did the new edition, you know, anniversary right. after the movies came out with the new edition and Bobby Brown stories on BET, and they went on uh, the, you know, the Soul, it was the Soul Train Awards or? Uh, That's the Soul Train. Or yeah, BET or Soul, Soul Train. Train. Which one? Right, right. Which one? Know, Soul Train or? Was or BET, Soul Train or BET? Right, right, but it was the sorry, it was the BET uh, was music awards, okay. right? They did yeah. a whole thing with New Edition. They came out all in the white suits, all six members, and when they came out to do this one performance, they brought out all the kids who played them younger, and they stood in front of each person, and they brought their the other group who came out that played them as adults, right? And they sang, and performed, sang and danced, performing live. So you had, for example, Ralph Transat, and Ralph was with his younger self and yep. the actor that played his adult self. And every yep. move that Ralph did, they did. They all yep. had microphones. They all had to sing in unison. So whoever was covered. So when Ronnie DeVoe was doing, you know, his whole thing, this mm-hmm. actor, Keith Powers, was on stage with the person who played the younger version of Ronnie DeVoe and had to hit move for move, note for note, rap for rap, line for line. That yep. shows me this actor's dedication 
to the craft. Now, give him an action role. Let's see what happens. So he might be unknown to maybe the general public, but mm-hmm. you give him this role, it's going to be like James McAvoy for the general us. I mean, he was known where he was in Scotland, but then, you know, uh, is it James McAvoy? No, I'm messing it up. Not James McAvoy, the other actor to play Eggsy. Sorry, my apologies. James McAvoy. Uh, oh, he's split and everything. Right. right. Yeah, the actor split. who played Eggsy in Kingsman. He was mm-hmm. a general unknown to the bulk of us here in North America. And that movie showed him, you know, as an action star, he can parkour, he can shoot, he can fight. And of course, his camera angles, but he did it really well. He, mm-hmm. Powers, is my prodigy in, you know, in this uh, IP. And that's how I okay. see it. If he puts that same kind of dedication to learning some fight sequences, and, you know, weapons handling, you know, all mm-hmm. other stunts are going to be done by stuntmen, right? Which they're, hopefully stuntmen like doing some of these crazy things. So it's going to look good. There we go. Black excellence done right. Boom. Thank you very much, Mark Miller. That's mm-hmm. my pick. All right. Keith Powers. All right. I can see where you're going. I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He definitely has that, that, that look that could definitely bring it out. So no, I, I see what I see what you're going. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Yep. Yep. You know, let All him right. play the trillionaire, let him play that. And he's got the range. So I think it'd come in, uh, it'd come in handy. So hold on. Well, we, before we wrap up, Rod, any last words? Um, you know what? Listen, this character is nice. As you can hear, he's he has that he's an intellectual inter intellectual type of individual that you don't see that often. And and no. basically he just gives you the different viewpoint of someone who's using his mind for the better good and that he actually using his mind to get ahead, outsmart the enemy. And still be, you know, cool and collective, and not stressing out. And that's that's a lot of a lot of pressure that's happening at the same time. And he's very, he's on the nose. So yeah, I, I like I like that character because of that. Excellent. I'll say this first and foremost. We told you the three comic book stores. You can check it out. So please go and check out a comic book store. Pick up the Prodigy uh, trade paperback, and they pick. You know, I think it's a it's a it's you know all six issues are in one or buy the back issue support the local comic book stores there's four you support uh, mark miller and and Raphael, you know with their work that they've done on this and then jump on board you will definitely be you know you'll enjoy the ride uh you know if you want a good book that's influential for black history month and you want to give it out maybe to someone young if you have a young person in your life you want them to read something that you're going to say okay this is kind of cool give it to them it's a kind of the indiana jones whatever experience then mm-hmm. keep in mind, fuck Rubanzai. Go back, rent it, find it, download it. Not, no, not download it legal. I'm talking like a legal download, right? Like stream it, pay for it, and download. It, so you always have it in your stream, right? Go and get the movie. You know, Rod's gonna be like, eh. uh, and have the movie. Sit down and watch it with the family. It's probably gonna be cheesier, sure. But the guy who played Buckaroo Banzai was a guy who played Robocop. Okay, Peter Weller can't go wrong. Sit down, get the popcorn, break it out. On this, this has been the Iconis podcast. The Icon, as I said, is you know, uh, Prodigy, thank you for tuning in. Mm. Remember, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. All right. Well, on that now, I got to multitask myself into making hot dog fram, fra- french fries, a hamburger, and a milkshake, because, uh, yeah, we split that. Um, just, just stay within yourself and make a call. Stay within yourself and make a call. Come on. True that. There you go. All right. Too much work. Later.